as we're in this series, Back to the Movies, I, I titled for our 15-year anniversary, I titled today's message, Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. You see, our story is a lot like this movie, Field of Dreams. In the movie, Field of Dreams, a man owns this large cornfield. And he hears a voice that says to him, build it and he will come. And he, he, he was told to build this, this baseball field and that people would come. And so he, he plowed down the field of corn and he built this baseball field. And my, our story, my wife and I's story is kind of like that. We were living in Missouri, Springfield, Missouri at the time. And 2001, we were just excited. Tiffany graduated from college. We, she got a teaching job in Missouri. I mean, we're, we're fired up. God is blessing our evangelistic ministry. I've been traveling for years around America and around the world, preaching in camps and youth camps and conventions and churches, and God was blessing our ministry. We, had, we never planned on pastoring. Our ministry was fruitful. God was blessing. Lives were being changed, and we were excited about the season that we were in as a family. Just bought a new home in Springfield, Missouri, and just things are going well for us. And I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, preaching a crusade, a revival there at a church. And at the end of the Wednesday night service, I got in the car to drive home. And as I was driving home, I heard a voice speak to me like that man did. The voice of God spoke to me, not in an audible voice, but to my heart. And now, now let me say this to you. Let me preface this. I'm not one of those spiritual people that God speaks to all the time. God didn't tell me what kind of shoes to put on today, somebody. Uh -uh. God didn't do all that with me. So when I tell you God spoke to me, I'm serious. Like, I only have a few of these moments when I know God spoke to my heart. And God spoke to my wife and I to plant a multicultural church. I went home and told my wife that night, and we began to pray and seek God. God, are you calling us to make a transition? Are you calling us to leave behind this traveling ministry? And we really felt the Lord speaking to our hearts. I'm calling you to plant a church. And we didn't know where, we didn't know what city, so we began to look. We began to search. We got maps out. We got statistics of city, city, different cities. We looked at Phoenix, Arizona. We thought about that city and looked really heavily on that city and prayed, but we didn't feel peace. We, Minnesota, Minneapolis, we actually had a group approach us that said, man, we'll give you money. We'll give you a building. We'll help you. We want you in Minnesota. And I just never got, we just never felt peace. Come on, I couldn't get peace about that cold. Come on, somebody. Hey. I'm like, Lord, are you calling me to that snow, Jesus? Do I hear you, Lord? Speak loud, Lord. But, but we, never, we just never felt peace about Minneapolis. And, and so we actually had settled on Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri area. We thought, man, this is, we believe this is kind of maybe where the Lord wants us. And we didn't feel a complete peace, but we thought, you know, this is where we're supposed to go. And so we were planning on moving to Kansas City, Kansas area and starting a new church. And, and, and we were coming to Oklahoma to do a youth camp. And we preached at a church in Oklahoma City on the south side, and they were going to do a youth camp in Oklahoma. And actually, at the hotel that while we were staying, uh, uh, somebody approached us from Kansas City, Kansas. Weird. And we just felt like, man, God is trying to speak to us through this person and was kind of discouraging us from going to Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri area. And, and then we went to the youth camp, and one of the leaders at the youth camp said, have you ever considered starting a church in Oklahoma City? No. Mm -mm. No, we have not. You know, back in the day, I grew up and we woke up Oklahoma. Only thing I knew about Oklahoma City is when we used to come every once in a while on the weekend, we used to call it the city. Come on, somebody. We're going to the city. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to the city. We're going to the mall, Crossroads Mall. Come on, somebody. 
I didn't know nothing about no Quailsburg's Mall. We didn't make it any further than Crossroads Mall. Piccadillas. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Crossroads Mall. And, and so, no, I never considered it. And he said, well, you ought to check out Oklahoma City. I think a multicultural church, I think, man, God could really bless a church like that in Oklahoma City. So my wife and I came after the youth camp. We drove the north side of Oklahoma City for the first time. We're looking around. We're checking it out. We're sensing a peace. Seriously, that first time we're driving north Oklahoma City, I see Quell Springs Mall, AMC Theater. I said, Tiffany, that's where we need to start the church. We're going to start the church right there. We go home excited, pumped up. In December, we sell our home of 2001 in Springfield. We load up our car in January. We drive to Oklahoma City. We stay in an extended stay hotel for a while as we try to get things finalized of where we're going to live. Tiffany took a teaching job as an English teacher at Edmund Memorial High School. And here we are. We're going to start this brand new church. I'm 26 years old. Tiffany's 24 years old. We're going to start this new church called People's Church. And we got an office space at the Quell Creek Tower near May and, and Hefner. Now, don't, I know some of you are like, office space? Listen, if you backed up, you hit somebody on the wall. You hear what I'm saying? It was, so it wasn't that big, but it was a little space. And then we secured the AMC Theater. And I'll never forget May 12, 2002, grand opening service, 65 people showed up that very first service. I'm curious, at all of our locations, if you were there at that first service or you came that very first year to People's Church back in the Quell Springs Mall AMC Theater, would you stand up right now? Is anybody here that was there in that first service? Or Come, come on. That's what Quentin did. What's up? Y'all are my heroes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, where are my heroes? Can y'all believe it? Thank you. Come on. Been with me since day one. I got up preaching to 65 people. We don't take this in. We don't die. There's 40 of us in here. But let me take you back. AFU, Quell Springs Mall. Check this picture out, man. The parking lot. I used to be out there greeting every Sunday in the parking lot. I was the head head parking lot person, and yeah, that's what you do when you start a church. Come on, somebody. Right, come on, right. Hey, how many of you remember? Quentin G., y'all remember this? Food Court Fellowship. Y'all remember food? We used to have Food Court Fellowship. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Go out in the Food Court Fellowship, eat, but y'all paying for it. We can't afford it. Amen, but we're going to fellowship. Praise God. At Food Court Fellowship. That's the auditorium right there, man, AMC Theater. That's our little stage down there, little, down on the floor, man, had church down there. Worshiping the Lord, just great memories in the AMC Theater. Tiffany was a children's pastor. She had up all the kids' ministry. Look at her with the illustration with them green beans and stuff. You know, you, come on, you make it happen however you can. Come on, check out that blazer, somebody. Come on now. You know you want that blazer 15 years ago? Hey, check out that corded mic. You know, nowadays they got these little, little ear and hand head mics. Come on, back in them days we couldn't afford nothing. You better get them corded, corded mics, somebody. Come on. Great, great days. A beginning in the Quell Springs Mall AMC Theater. In the movie Field of Dreams, Ray takes that cornfield and turns it into a baseball field. And things are not turning out like he thought they would. He thought people would come, and it's not happening, and he's struggling financially and behind on payments. And his brother-in-law tells him, sell this. Listen, listen, if you don't turn this back into corn, you're going to lose this to the bank. Turn this back into a cornfield and plant corn. And Ray hears a voice and says, listen, Ray, stay the course. People will come. Listen, Ray, people 
will come. It reminds me of the story of People's Church. Back in 2002 when we started, we really didn't know what we were doing, 26 and 24. Never been a pastor before, never been on staff at a church before. I just had no clue what I was doing. And nobody taught me that you don't start a church on Mother's Day because nobody goes to a new church on Mother's Day. They go to their mama's church. You hear what I'm saying? So I didn't know. We start a church, 65 people show up, and the church begins to go backwards. We're running 40 people and 50 people. It's really discouraging. Actually, the first couple of years of the church, I had to travel full-time to pay the bills and underwrite the church. And so I was traveling full-time, coming back home, preaching on Sunday, getting on a plane, driving somewhere, preaching, trying to pay the bills, trying to be able to eat, trying to take care of the church and underwrite the church. It wasn't going like we thought it would. And especially as though those first two or three months, running 40 or 50 people, we thought people were going to come, the church was going to grow. But I'll never forget the first Sunday of August of 2002. I believe it was August the 4th, 2002, our, the very first Sunday, we showed up and a hundred people came to church that Sunday. And I'll never forget coming out there preaching. I mean, I preached my guts out. A hundred people showed up. Where'd they come from? I don't know. After church, we were high-fiving. We were dancing. We were running. A hundred people showed up. A hundred people showed up. And from that point on, the church never fell under 100 people, and it just began to grow. And the church was running around 400 people, and we decided, as a church, we, they wouldn't allow us, the AMC wouldn't let us go to three services. We were in two services, wouldn't let us go to three. And so in 2004, we began to look for our next step, and we, we, we lost a campaign called the Because Campaign, and people sacrificed and they gave. And we bought 50 acres of land right here. I'm preaching right here today on Britton and Kelly. And we bought this land for $550,000, 50 acres. Because, listen to this, because they, when we bought the land, they told us that there was an ONG pipeline that was laid in the middle of the land. And so you, this land is not, a lot, a lot of it's not buildable. You got to kind of work around this ONG pipeline. And after we bought the land and did the research, the ONG pipeline was vacated and they never even laid the ONG pipeline. So we got this piece of land, 50 acres, for $550,000. I'll, ne I'll never forget. And we bought this land and we began construction on our new building. Check this out. And we moved in. This big, big construction. It was 18,000 square feet on phase one. And we moved in in April of 2006, and it was the first time we had over 1,000 people show up to People's Church. People began just to come. And then we launched the crazy campaign in 2007 because the church was just growing so much, and we needed to add space onto our, our Oklahoma City campus. And so people sacrificed and gave for people who were not here yet. And we added on 42,500 square feet that we're worshiping in today at the Oklahoma City campus. And here's phase two. It's been built for other campuses. Man, here's our phase two campus. And, and, and that, it, we moved in of April of 2009. And that Easter, we had our first service. Over 3,000 people came of Easter of 2009. And it's, it's amazing what God has done. This past Easter, we just had over 13,000 people. I mean, God has just done so much at People's Church. And then in August of 2011, we have the grand opening of our Midwest City campus. We took an old movie theater at Midwest City. We renovated it. We renovated that movie theater, and we had our grand opening on August 2011. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, somebody. And God's been blessing that location 
since 2011. In 2014, we took the Express Personnel Convention Center on Northwest Expressway. It used to be an old movie theater, still had sloped floors. And I don't know why God blesses us with movie theaters, but it was an old movie theater. And in 2014, we had our grand opening in August 2014, and we moved into our Northwest Expressway location. Come on, Northwest Expressway. That's right. And then one of our long-term staff members, Chris and Jamie Smith, they are originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. God touched their heart, touched my heart to start a campus there. And so in August of 2015, we opened up our first out-of-state campus at Fall Creek Middle School. Check our Indianapolis campus out. They had over 1,700 people on Easter, and the church is not even two years old, and God's blessing that campus. And then in April of 2016, we had a grand opening of our fifth campus, Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility. And here's a picture of the the ladies at Mabel Bassett worshiping at our service. Come on, that campus is running over 200 people. We had so many ladies show up. We had more ladies in chairs a few weeks ago. God is blessing that location. And friends, I want you to know something about People's Church. We've always had a heart to make a difference outside the walls of this church. We've always had a heart for others, a heart to make a difference in our city, in our nation, and in our world. If you've been here since the beginning, you know we began this church with outreach. Our very first outreach was in the summer of 2002. We went to Angie DeBoe Elementary School, and we did an outreach there, a little summer outreach to reach kids with the good news of Jesus Christ. In 2003, we had the power team. Some of y'all remember those muscle men that would come in and do, and do strengths of feet. In 2003, we brought them in for an outreach to the community. We had a summer kids out, out, uh, we, we did a, in, actually, Britain Road Elementary School, we, we did this outreach at the school where we painted the school. I think it was our very first one. We painted the school. We did landscaping because we had a heart for others. Then we went to Seaworth Academy School, and we did an outreach there where we painted the school. We provided landscaping and benches for the school. We went to Eisenhower Elementary School, and we supplied all of those children with, with school supplies and, and blessed those families at the school. We went to Millwood School, and we painted, replaced carpet in the auditorium, and replace ceiling tiles. Then we went to, to, to Monroe Middle, Middle School outreach, and we did landscaping, irrigation, and painted. We provided hundreds and hundreds of kids in need with Christmas presents through DHS, Salvation Army. We've had schools call us in the community, and we provided Christmas presents to those schools for those children. Star Spencer School Outreach. We went to Star Spencer and we painted the school. We went to Harrison Hill Elementary and Sunny Scott School in Indianapolis and we done landscaping at those schools. We began Day of Hope Outreach. It began in 2012, still continues today. Every year we go provide backpacks, school supplies, haircuts, immunizations, physicals, oil changes for over 20,000 students and their families in the metro area in Oklahoma City. We've given away two vehicles vehicles to single moms as a church. Come on, somebody, bring some more vehicles. We'll give them away. Bless us with them vehicles. We'll find some people to bless them with. We've had Jingle Jangle Single Mom Outreach Event, 2012 through 2014, encouraging single moms. We've had Kevin Durant Christmas toy giveaway. I know some of y'all don't like that name, but he blessed us. We had the Kevin Durant Christmas toy giveaway. We provided 
with, in conjunction with Kevin Durant and some other Thunder players, we provided thousands of needy children in our community with Christmas presents in 2013 and 2014. We had the greatest show on earth outreach event to children in our community who could not afford a vacation. We gave them a vacation right here at our church from 2011 through 2015. We've had Dad Fest every year for years and outreach to fathers in our community on Father's Day. I like to reach men. Come on, men. I'm coming for you, coming for you. We began Easterland, a one-day theme park last year and 2017. We had Wild War back-to-school outreach event in 2016. We've been on several mission trips to Haiti and to Mexico. We've been on mission trips to Los Angeles and New York. We support missionaries every month all around the world in places like Africa, China, Mexico, and Europe. Every year, we start hundreds of churches, not people's churches. We help other church planners' dreams come true. I'm on the board of, ARC, of, of Association of Related Churches, ARC, and CMN, Church Multiplication Network. I sit on those boards, and I help plant churches all around the world. You help plant churches. We give thousands of dollars every year to start church. We'll start hundreds of churches this year around America and around the world. I decided nobody's going to have to ever start a church the way that I did. I didn't know what I was doing. But now we're training pastors, we're resourcing them, we're giving them up to $60,000 to go plant a life-giving church in a city that God speaks to them to go to. We're a part of outreach outside of our four walls. Psalms chapter 145 and verse 3, great is the Lord. I'm not great. You're not great. People's church is not great. God is great. He is most worthy of praise. To all honor be to God. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell his children of your mighty acts. That's what we're doing today. We're telling of God's mighty acts. Let, him, let them proclaim your power. I will medit meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful works, wonderful miracles, your awe-inspiring deeds. God has done awe-inspiring deeds at People's Church. To him be the glory. will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. God is great. God has been good. God is great. Can we one more time as a church give God praise for all that he's done? Come on, in your life, my life, our church. You're great, God. You're great, God. You're great. You're great. And I want you to know whether you've been here for 15 years or this is your first Sunday, we're just getting started. We are full of vision. You see, one advantage you have when you start a church at 26 is 15 years into it, some of my colleagues some of my pastor friends, they've been pastoring 15, 20 years. They have longevity like me. A lot of them are 55 and 60. And come on, you're still young at 55 and 60. Come on, you got a lot left in the tank. Come on, somebody. But I'm just a pup still. I've been going 15 years, and I'm only 41 years old. I didn't know what I was doing the first 10 years. Come on, somebody. But I figured it out now. Yeah, I'm ready to pastor you now. We're just getting started. Our best days are ahead of us. We're full of vision at People's Church. Let me share with you our vision here at People's Church. We want to help people know God. Let me just give you a very quick vision message. We want to help people know God. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. The, the, the word knew in the Greek is all about relationship. 
Jesus is saying, you were religious, but I never had a relationship with you. You see, Jesus is not about religion. He's about relationship. Jesus is a personal and intimate God, and he wants relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. And at People's Church, we don't want you to have a religious experience. We want you to have a relationship experience. We want you to know God for yourself. And we also want others to know God. We don't just exist for ourselves. We exist for those who don't know God yet. We have a heart to reach those who are far from God. People's Church is not a country club, a country club for the elite Christian. We are a hospital for the hurting and the broken, and we want to reach people and help everybody know God. That's our heart. That's our vision. We want to help people grow in God. Number two, grow in God. Listen, when you gave your life to Jesus, when I gave my life to Jesus, we still had junk in our hearts. When we gave our life to Jesus, we were born again, we were saved, and still had crazy thinking. We still have issues. Come on, I still have issues today. I have issues. You have issues. All of God's children have issues. And if you don't think you have issues, that's your issue right there. That's it. We just got you identified. And the best way to grow in God and to overcome our issues is by having healthy, God-honoring relationships. And at People's Church, we believe the best way, since day one, the best way that we grow spiritually is by getting in a small group with other Christ followers. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 24, let us consider how we may, we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Spur one another on. This isn't something you can do by yourself. You need to be in a relationship with other Christ followers so that you can be spurred on. Verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And friends, you can't receive the encouragement the Bible is talking about if you slip in late to church and you leave early and you never get connected. I just want to encourage you, would you get connected? I want to encourage you, would you get connected? God wants to help you overcome the issues of your, of your hurts, your habits, and your hang-ups. But it happens through healthy, godly relationships. Here's what I can guarantee you. If you will get connected in a small group, your life will change. I'm telling you. I'm in a small group. We met last week. That small group is changing my life. I still got issues. I've overcome a lot. But I'm still working through stuff. And that small group helps me with my issues, and it'll help you. It's our vision for you to grow in God. We believe the best way is through, through, through small groups. Number three, our vision is to help you discover your purpose. Discover your purpose. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. God has a calling for your life, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Listen, God has a purpose for your life, not your purpose. He has a purpose, a dream for your life. And grace which has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. God has called you with a holy calling. God has a purpose for your life. Hear me today, church. You will never live a life of fulfillment if you don't discover your purpose, if you don't live out God's purpose for your life. And I want you to understand your purpose for living is much more than just making money, buying a house, having a girlfriend or boyfriend, getting married and having a car. God has a purpose that you need to discover for your life. And at People's Church, we believe we exist to help you discover your purpose. 
We have a class called First Step that we encourage everybody to go to, to help them discover their purpose. People are graduating from that class today. We want to help you discover your God-given purpose. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why you were born. God has a purpose for your life. And as a church, our mission is to help you discover your purpose. Number four is this. We want to help you make a difference. Make a difference. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10. Here's our vision. We, for we, are, we, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God created you. Hear me. I want this to be personal. He created you to do good works. God created you to make a difference. And we have a ton of people that are on our dream team. I mean a ton of people that God is using them to make a difference. They're feeding the homeless in the community. They're in after-school programs tutoring children. Today, our dream teamers are, right now, they're dream teamers holding little babies, investing in them, and investing in you so you can be here and, and enjoy the service. They're teaching our children and our teenagers in, in Epic. They're, they're behind cameras and singing on the stage and out in the parking lot Loving you when you come into the parking lot, greeting you. We, we have dream teamers that are giving up their life every Sunday. I mean, they're making a difference. Can I tell you something? There's nothing like when God uses you to make a difference and you see other people come to know Jesus Christ and grow in their faith because of you. There's nothing like it. And God wants to use you to make a difference. And friends, every single week at People's Church, because of our dream team, people give their life to Jesus. Can I tell you? Over 15 years, every single week, we've never had a Sunday. We've never, every single week, because of the dream team, people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord, Lord and Savior. Lives have been changed every week at People's Church. I don't take for granted that God is changing lives. God is, cha God is changing lives. The, the, there's a lady named Ariel Henry. Here's a picture of Ariel, and Ariel grew up as a pastor's kid. She was a PK and had to go to church, and she was living for Jesus, but in her high school years, she drifted away from God. She went to church because she had to, but her heart wasn't in it. She wasn't really living for the Lord. She started partying, started living wild out in party lifestyle, and she went off to college. She went to Oklahoma State University, and she said, I partied all the time. Thursday through Saturday, I partied. She said there were a group of girls. We called ourselves the Elite Eight. And the Elite Eight went and partied. She just, I, just, I knew it wasn't right, but I just partied. I, I just had a cold heart towards the Lord. She graduated from OSU, and there was a friend of hers that invited her to People's Church. And she, she came on a Wednesday night. And she came to People's Church that Wednesday night to a small group. It's a small group, and it's incredible. I love this story because small groups impacted my life since I came to Christ. And that small group began to minister to her. She came back, and she said when she came back, the ladies and ladies knew her name, encouraged her. They had a group text that would go out, Scripture in the morning, that would encourage her. But yet still hanging with some of the wrong people, she quit coming to the small group, start partying again, and she said that, she was partying and was going through a tough time with family and was going through a difficult time and just felt all alone. 
where she remembered the, the small group and how that small group felt like family to her. Her friend invited her back to People's Church again, and she showed up. And she walked through the doors of People's Church February the 7th, 2017. She said, when I walked through the doors, I looked up and I saw the sign. The first sign I saw, it said, it's okay not to be okay. And her heart was touched. Her heart was open. She came to church and recommitted her life back to Jesus Christ. And Ariel, she started in March, started serving on our dream team. She went to first step. And today, Ariel is graduating from our first step class. And you know what's awesome for Ariel? She went from partying, and today in our 9 o'clock service, Ariel was water baptized. Come on, Jesus is changing lives. He's changing lives. He's changing lives. There's a man named Derek Coates. Derek grew up in church, but in eighth grade, he started hanging around the wrong friends. By the time Derek graduated high school, he was partying, living wild, and he got himself addicted to crack cocaine. He would go on binges every day just with crack cocaine, and he said up to $300 a day sometimes of crack cocaine entering his body. He said he made the worst decision of his life in 2002. Because of his addiction to crack cocaine, he walked into a, gro- to, to a convenience store and he robbed the store. Derek turned himself in to the police. He got a four-year sentence and spent four, the next four years in prison. He was released in 2006 and said, I'm never touching crack cocaine again. But he kept hanging with the wrong crowd, getting drunk. And in 2008, Derek got pulled over and got a DUI. Life wasn't going so good. He met his old high school sweetheart again, and they rekindled a flame. She had a child and just ended a a previous relationship, an abusive relationship, and had a son from that relationship. Derek and her moved in together, had two children. Here's Derek and the family there. And, and Derek has struggled with anxiety, been struggling with depression. He struggled with anxiety and depression so bad he couldn't hold down a job. And he heard about People's Church, Indianapolis. And he heard about Easterland. And this kid's carnival. And he brought his kids to church on Easter four or five weeks ago. And he came to People's Church for his kids to have fun. And he never felt love like that. And that day, Derek recommitted his life back to Jesus Christ. He's been back to church every single Sunday since Easter. His parents now have come with him twice. Today, Derek graduates from our first step class, because he'd been going to First Step every single week since coming on Easter. And Derek went from a drug addict, anxious, depressed, alcoholic. Today, Derek was baptized in water this morning at our Indianapolis campus. Come on, somebody. Jesus is still changing lives.